Okay, Tyla. <laughs> Hi, Sally. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Wonderful. I'm so right excited off the bat, to be here. I'm going to say that there's a weird, crazy sound from my end, and it's because there's construction happening. <laughs> that only started how, how long before we started recording? It was literally like five minutes before. Yeah, thank you, construction guys, for perfectly timing <laughs> your so great. construction efforts. So, I'm excited too. What's the best thing that's happened to you this week? So, the best thing that happened to me this week was getting to share in the celebration of a good friend's birthday. Her boyfriend organized a party for her, and it was supposed to be a roast, but it wasn't really a roast. Mostly everybody just talked about how much they love her. <laughs> um, but he was like, oh, you can you can do whatever. You can, like, write a poem or, like... So I decided that I was going to write her a poem. And then... Um, I, so I came home before I headed to the party and I got a little bit high to write this poem, but it was the most fun and it was so silly. And I was like, I haven't written a poem in a million years. And I think I said in the poem, like your heart, your, your friendship makes my heart sing like a joyful sparrow. Like, oh. <laughs> like it was that level of cheesiness. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to get there by the time I get there. I'm not going to want to read this out loud because I'm not going to be high anymore, but I promised myself that I would read it out loud anyway. Um, anyway, it was just so great to see everybody celebrating her, um, especially because my birthday's coming up. And I think it can be scary to admit that on your birthday, you just want everyone to freaking adore you and to make sure you know it. Like mm -hmm. I'm getting closer and closer. Well, I guess I'm doing it. I'm saying it out loud on a podcast, but like, that's been hard for me to admit in the past, but my friend has really inspired me with how much she just wants everyone to proclaim their love for her on her birthday. And it was so fun to sit in that room and watch that happen. And it just felt really nice to see everybody loving on her. So. Yay. I love it. And it was fun to write a poem. Like when was the last time you <laughs> wrote a poem? I don't know. I don't write poems. Uh, yeah, me neither. I might start though. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. It would be like Tyler's collection of poems that sound all like they were written by a third grader. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And as part of the celebration last night, her boyfriend read some poems that she had written when she was little. Oh, wow. Oh my God. They were so cute and funny. Oh, anyway. So that's the best thing that's happened to me this week. It's just so much love and light and laughter and celebration of the life of a very good friend of mine. Yay. I'm what keeping, about you? Oh, I keep being surprised that you um, don't mention either I burn everything <laughs> or um, the drinking game for our podcast. Oh, I keep expecting well, was... you to say one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say it quickly just because now you brought it up. Um well, not the I burn everything one, but Sally's <laughs> sister told her that she's going to make a drinking game out of our podcast and she's going to drink every time one of us says, oh boy, which it happens so much. I didn't even realize how much I said that till I started listening to Me the podcast. Neither. And I see it so often. Ah. Even in our little intermission episode, which is so short, we say it so much, you would be drunk just listening to the 15 minutes. <laughs> Maybe we should try the drinking game. Maybe oh, if man, we do that, we'll start saying, oh boy, bless. <laughs> I doubt Even it, Justin though. says it now. Oh my God, that's so cute. He okay. also like spells it out. <laughs> what do you mean? He goes, O-H-B-O-Y. <laughs> oh my God. No, he does not. <laughs> oh. It's the best. I love it. Oh, boy. Um, oh, I just said it. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. <laughs> Guys, thanks for bearing with me. Oh, jeez. Um, They're okay. like, will you hurry up? Sally, what is the best thing the that best happened, thing to happened to you last week? Okay. Um, I went for a really lovely walk yesterday, and then today I had, like, errands to run, and... I guess normally I just kind of like will run them. I mean, I enjoy it, but I don't like fully enjoy it. And yesterday and today have been such beautiful days that I've just kind of like really le like I went out of my way for one of them instead of taking like the most direct route. It was just really lovely. It was nice to have some time to myself, just like listening to podcasts and walking in the sunshine. 
Mm-hmm. I've been finding myself doing a lot of like extraneous things around the house that don't really need doing just so I can listen to podcasts more. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, <laughs> I have a problem. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been painting, so I keep listening to, um, I'll listen to the, to you must remember this, but I like listening. I like binging each series, like each like season, I guess. And so right now I'm binging the blacklist season as I paint. It's great. Oh boy. I haven't even listened to any of those. I guess I got to start. It's really good. Okay. That noise in the background is excellent. Oh, it's great. (laughs) All right. So today, (laughs) yes, today we have a guest and I'm so, so, so excited to talk to her. And I will say that getting her to come on this podcast has taken a little bit of I don't know if cajoling is the right word, but oh, it's, taken, <laughs> it's taken some like some conversations and some back and forth. And I'm so, so thankful and excited that she's here to talk to us. So our guest today is Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. Hello. Yay. I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> Me too. I'm jazzed about this. Happy to be here. So, Kathleen, you are here because... A year ago today, you got married. Yes, I did. Um, it's my one of my first wedding anniversaries. <laughs> uh-huh. I love how immediately you are getting to the real. <laughs> the Let's real get right down part. to it. I know. So, so I say a year ago today, Kathleen got married, um, and really, what that means is a year ago today, Kathleen got publicly married in the eyes of all of her friends and family to a man to whom she was already technically married. (laughs) So can you, oh boy, I don't even know where to start. Sally, you don't know the story as well as I do. So maybe, maybe you can ask the questions to get it going. Cause I feel like I know, I know too much. (laughs) Well, I don't feel like I know enough to ask. Just tell me why you had multiple weddings. Uh-huh. And things. Um, it's actually a very practical reason. There might be a lot of people out there who have been in the same situation. My husband is Irish, uh, so he's not an American citizen. We met overseas in Scotland, uh, which is a whole story in itself. And Oh, but just briefly, how did you meet? Because it is good. <laughs> I was actually living illegally in Scotland. I needed a job. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Fun. Oh, the best story started that <laughs> yeah, way. Right. I was illegal. And um, I needed a job, and he gave me a job. He was managing a very um, upscale cocktail bar in Glasgow. Uh, he gave me the job. Um, the famous part about it with our friends is that I hated him. He was always like on the brink of firing me and I was terrified of him. Um, and then we just kind of fell in love from there. It's like a bad (laughs) rom-com. How long did it take to go from hating him to being in love with him? Over a year. Yeah. I was cowering in fear for about a year. (laughs) He was a mean boss. He was a mean boss, guys. (laughs) Okay. I can see that. He can be very like, um, well, like business, yeah, you know, could, like down That's a business. good way of putting it because he's not uptight. He's actually, he's a sweetheart, but uh, he can get very, yeah, very business. And being illegal, I was horrified of being fired. Like if I did anything, I couldn't get a job anywhere else. So I was just always scared. <laughs> and then I realized that he wasn't going to fire me and he had a crush on me. And I was like, oh, I like that. You're like, I can use this to my advantage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then from Scotland, I wanted to leave Scotland. I wanted to move to New York City. It was a dream of mine. And, um, Danny at the time was like, that's a dream of mine too. I would love to move to New York city. And we just looked at each other. We said, this is something we want to do together. We already felt like we were building a life together. So we got married in Scotland. Uh, we didn't tell anybody we had, we each had one witness as is necessary in Scotland. You need two witnesses. Um, we didn't tell anybody for months and months and months. How long had you guys been dating at that point? At that point, we've been dating for four months. We had actually been dating a little less than that when we decided to get married because you have to um, you have to uh, apply your paperwork six weeks beforehand to get a civil service in um, Scotland. So it's not like wow. oh you just do it whatever. It's like we were like yeah we put in our paperwork six weeks later we had our our appointment. This is amazing. It's like you really didn't like each other for like a year <laughs> and then 
two and a half months later, you decided to get married. And it was like, for both of us, it was like the most natural decision. It was not nerve wracking. It was not weird. We're like, yeah, this is totally great. Let's just do this. Let's just do this thing. All right. So you got married in Scotland Mm -hmm. with your two witnesses. Nobody Nobody else knew. knew. And then what happened? Um, We came over to the States. We got a fantastic immigration lawyer, which I highly recommend getting an immigration lawyer. Um, and she said, Hey guys, that was totally illegal. Um, you can, <laughs> since Danny is married to you and he entered this country on a tourist visa, that's illegal. So just don't tell anybody about that marriage, which wasn't a problem because we hadn't. Um, <laughs> and w- <laughs> <That's great. laughs> um, within 30 days of Danny coming over, we then went to city hall and got married again for the second time. Oh my God. Um, uh, in two years and then (laughs) I just got chills this is like a rom-com and we're not even like to the anniversary yet (laughs) and then soon after our um our second wedding in New York we announced to my family that we were engaged um and we started planning our wedding uh our third wedding but that was the one that really kind of brought all that wedding stuff about because it was in front of our friends and family yeah yeah so did you tell anybody about the New York wedding? By the time we were doing this and had hired uh, a lawyer and all this kind of stuff, I had gone to school overseas. So I actually had a lot of friends who had been in this position of get married or jump ship. Um, so a lot of them knew the ins and outs and they were like, wait a second. We know that you have to be married in order to be doing this. Um, or they would have known <laughs> that if I had lied to them. So um, uh-huh. a lot of them, I just told them also, a lot of my good friends who were going through the same, should I get married or should we break up? It's here. I didn't want to lie to them when I was going through the same thing. So I actually ended up being pretty open with all of my close friends um, when the mm-hmm. time came. Yeah. So a lot of people did know. I had a friend who was actually, ironically enough, in law school here in New York, who was our witness in New York. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait. So how long, how much time passed between the first uh-huh. wedding the real mm-hmm. one, I guess, the original. In Scotland? <laughs> yeah. And then between that and then the second wedding, and then between that and then the next one. Um, from the time we got married in Scotland, we got married every year that we were together. <laughs> so um, the Wonderful. wedding in Scotland was in August, and then um, <laughs> the following September, I guess, we got married, and then the following June, we got married. Yeah, this is the first year oh, we're going gosh. on our four year anniversary. This is the first year we've been together that we haven't gotten married. Uh, <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> I was about to say, are you sad? I am. I tried it? to convince him to get married again. Uh, when we went to visit another country, I was like, four weddings, four countries, four years, let's do it. This oh my God. That's I, no. <laughs> I guess like in my head, like this was all happening very soon after each other, which I was also like, well, but that doesn't make sense because for immigration purposes, nobody's going to say yes to you getting married like a month into well, actually, your relationship. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong with the timeline. It must've been a little bit quicker. Um, just because our lawyer said you have to get married within a month of him arriving. Otherwise it looks premeditated. Oh, wow. And then it would have been illegal for him to come in on the tourist visa. So she was like, get married. Um, oh, but she's like, if you look crazy, like you met this guy, he's a tourist and it's like, you're crazy in love. Or you, just or got you married. do like, know that him. Doesn't look we didn't fake. have to lie about being in a prior relationship. It's like, you know him, he came over to visit. And while he was here, you got married on a whim. You didn't pre-plan it before right. he entered the country. Oh my God. So, I mean, I know you and I know this story and I've always thought like, okay, so there's a large portion of family that didn't know, Mm -hmm. but I didn't ever really think about that. Like you weren't only like trying to fool family. You were also like trying to fool immigration. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause otherwise you have to do. I do remember that you guys were really stressed. And otherwise you have, well, we were stressed cause we were so broke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exactly. But, um, what was I going to say? If, if you decide to do it on the up and up and not just get married in a hurry within your own country, you end up having to spend a year living apart in two different countries, which is awful. That's called the fiance visa. Yeah. It's very complicated. So our lawyer was like, just act like you just felt like doing it and just do it. She was like, wait until exactly 30 days after he's been here. And she was like, exactly 30 days, go and get married on the 30th day. Wait, why is it 30 days? Is that? I forget why. 
It was something like, oh, it was something like after 30 days, they stopped being suspicious. If you do it in the first 30 days of his visit, because his tourist visa was 90 days, then they Mm -hmm. are totally, they think that it's like um, premeditated. But if he's Mm -hmm. been here for 30 days and all of a sudden you guys, she's like, I don't know why that is, but do it. She was like, it doesn't matter if you get married, like on the dot, like at midnight on the 30th day, they, they just don't notice it. They're like, if it's, this is like, yeah. Very valuable advice for any any listeners. That's out why there people need are... to get an immigration lawyer. I'm telling you. Well, not only <laughs> you just told them all the all the things. No, she makes it happen. She makes it happen fast. <laughs> okay, so so you are married twice, mm-hmm. and then you tell everyone, "Hey, we got engaged." Most um, of our friends. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, that's when we tell our family at Christmas that we're engaged. Yeah. Yeah. How did that feel telling them that you were engaged and then knowing that you were going to have to go through all of the motions of like, quote unquote, planning a wedding, even though you were already married? That's a good question. I personally, and I've said this uh, so many times to friends, I was never really into the whole marriage process. I never wanted a ring. I never wanted a big proposal. I never thought about planning a wedding. I mean, everybody thinks about their dress because who doesn't think about dresses every once in a while? But <laughs> um, um, I never seriously thought about it. So I think that's why one of the reasons that I was so game for it. I was like, if this is what we do to propel our lives forward, then this is what we're going to do. But I wasn't like, well, where's my proposal on one knee? And where's this? And where's that? So a lot of that I didn't think about. What we were thinking about was we were really excited to plan this party where both of our families were going to be there um, because our families live in different countries. And we thought, this is going to be great. This is going to be the only time we are going to get our families together. Um, so mm-hmm. it was very, very special to us. I'm extremely close with my father. And so it was, it kind of didn't seem real unless he was there. I mean, it seemed real. We always took it seriously that we were committed to each other. But yeah, we're excited. Well, and. I guess that's part of my question is like, did it in any way make the marriage seem less real that you couldn't tell people? Then it did not. Since uh-huh. I have had my one year ago today, since I've had my actual uh, big family wedding, it absolutely does. I look back on that time before the wedding as different and I didn't think I would feel differently after the family ceremony, but it was mm-hmm. like, I felt totally different. Mm. Yeah. Well, can you tell us, tell us more? How, how does, <laughs> well, how? I didn't expect to be nervous to, you know, to see him. And I got so emotional. Like my dad, I knew I would get emotional with my dad walking me down the aisle. Um, but I got really emotional during the vows. And I think just, I feel emotional right now, but <laughs> I think just having everybody there and sharing in it with us, cause we're both very family oriented people. You realize that now it's a part of your whole life. You know, it's a, it's like, it's, um, it's all encompassing and it seeps into every relationship that you have now, whereas before it didn't. And the way that people talk, the, my family members talk to me about Danny, I think it's slightly different, not in a huge, crazy, noticeable or bad way, but it, you know, people treat you differently when you've got that label. Maybe that's why I feel a little bit, um, like it's changed things, but I feel really positively about it. If you had told me beforehand, I would feel different. I wouldn't have done it. Hmm. I was pretty happy. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, it doesn't get better than this. And I don't want to feel different than I do right now. And that was always one of my things about getting married. Why? If it's broke, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it really felt like just kind of, I don't know. It felt great. Like stepping through a big door that's like filled with light. And you're just like, Oh dang, I'm here. (laughs) That's so gorgeous. That imagery. Well, and I think people always talk about, I don't know. People don't always talk. The thing that has always stuck out to me in conversations about marriage is that it does mean something to make a commitment out loud in front of everyone you care about. And it's almost, maybe it's like a level of like accountability. Cause once you do that, I don't know. It's not like everyone's holding you accountable, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's so, it's such a public thing and people who care about you so much that you would never be able to just like, ah, uh, what am I trying to say? Not like it makes it harder to walk away, but I think it's interesting maybe. that you said people hold you accountable. I never thought of it that way before, but I like the way that that sounds. 
you know, we hold each other accountable constantly. <laughs> um, so I think I like that, that people are also looking on and being like, I don't, I don't know. I guess they're expecting you to act like a married couple, act like you're very committed to each other. And maybe in some ways I feel like maybe before, if I was doing that, it was like, that's cute. She's, you know, really close to their boyfriend. But now it's like, right. oh, you've got a great marriage. Here, a funny thing, it's just the way it changes the way people kind of perceive you, um, which I never think of something to be something that hugely affects me, but it has in a kind of, I guess, in a nice way, is Danny and I were at a local uh, restaurant at Roman's, and we were sitting at the bar. Oh, I, I know love I love Roman's. Roman. You get, uh, Tyla, as a wedding gift for my third wedding, <laughs> gave, us, <laughs> gave us a gift certificate there, which we were, I think we were there uh. using it. I forgot <laughs> yeah, it was about a great. That. Yeah, because we knew that you guys were broke, and we were like, "What are we going to?" Oh give my gosh, them? that's one of the best them? wedding presents you could ever give we somebody. Them, like, was it like three different? Gifts Two different, one to Romans and one to Lulu and Poe, because we couldn't okay. afford to go out to eat after the wedding. But and those are like the fanciest restaurants in town. And we were there, and somebody came up to him afterwards and was like, "Oh, I saw you were on a date, like with your girlfriend." And he was like, "That's my wife." And the guy was like, "Whoa." <laughs> like you know I didn't expect your relationship to be like that if maybe I'm taking it a different more sentimental way but that's how I took it and, but it's nice it gives some gravity mm-hmm. maybe oh, that's totally the does. thing it's like gravity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but not in the sense of like something being grave but gravity in the sense of like anchoring you into something that's a good way to put it anchoring Yeah. the other thing that I was thinking while we were talking about this I didn't know that this conversation was going to be so much about marriage, but the thing that's coming up for me is like in a relationship, it's like kind of before you make that commitment, maybe not everyone around you is like actively supporting the relationship. And it's almost like when you come and step through that door of light, like you say that you're like, this is the one that we've chosen this relationship. And now we're opening ourselves up to be fully supported by everyone that's here Mm -hmm. in that relationship. Yeah. I'm sure that's individual for every person and how they experience support around them once they either announce that they are married or they're getting married. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that that's how I would like it to feel if and when I Mm -hmm. get married. And I think I've said this to you before, but being at your wedding was an experience unlike any other wedding I've ever been to because it was small I just know how magical the whole thing was. I don't know if you've said it was in France. So that, first of all, makes it lots of wine. <laughs> magical. Right. Lots of wine, lots of lavender fields. Um, but further than that, I have never been in a room where you could tell that everyone there felt so lucky to be there and everyone there loved both you and Danny so much it was palpable that's wonderful to hear I think that kind of lends itself to those destination weddings as well it's like if they want to come they'll come Uh (laughs) I know there were some family members here and there who were like oh it's in the middle of nowhere I thought I was going to go to France and be able to go shopping I don't think I'm going to come and I was like bye good (laughs) (laughs) you're like that's why we made it in the middle of nowhere (laughs) it was if anybody thinks that I was like in Nice or Cannes or Aix-en-Provence it it was in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere (laughs) a beautiful field it was a great field yeah we had the the mayor of the town married us because Danny's parents um, didn't know if they wanted a priest. Um, and a lot of people were asking how we were going to make it legal. And the woman who owned the house that we got married in, which is a very close family friend of mine, um, was like, well, I'll get the mayor. That'll shut everybody up. And I was like, great. <laughs> oh <my laughs> great God. idea. And it was all in French. That was <laughs> it was all in French. No one that was there. We all came across an ocean. Well, not everyone. Some people were in Europe already, but, and then none of us could understand anything that was being said in the ceremony. The vows. You could understand the vows. <laughs> Which is amazing. He was actually just reading off of, um, whatever, like the city ordinances. I don't think ordinance is the right word, but, um, whatever the, how the law defines marriage. I think he had printed That's it great. off an hour before it was reading bullet points. But it was French, so it sounded extremely romantic. Yeah, it did. It sounded great, even if it was bullet points. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, so we usually ask a question at the top of the mm-hmm. show that we didn't ask. Kind of, I feel like there was some story to get through. Um, but now that we've gotten the story, at least the bones of it out there, I would love to ask you to take a minute and close your eyes and take a deep breath and really go back to a year ago to that day that you got married to whatever moment, whether it was like before the vows or for me, I'm thinking of like at the dinner during the toasts. Um, but take a moment and take a deep breath and go back and tell us really how you were feeling. I think the moment that sticks out to me the most, um, having already been married and already felt like I was married. I thought this was a party to celebrate our families coming together. I really wasn't thinking of myself so much as the bride, as the party coordinator, which I'm sure a lot of brides regardless feel that way. Um, but when my dad came to pick me up and we were walking down, you know, I'd been thinking about that a lot and I'd been looking forward to that. And I turned the corner onto the field where we got married and we had um, a flautist was playing a song and it was actually an old um, folk song. It was an Irish folk song about the island that Danny's mother had grown up on, on. And it was one of his mother's favorite songs and his family didn't know that he had chosen that song. So it was a surprise when it started. And it, I mean, these Irish folk songs and then played to this beautiful flute. And I remember turning the corner and hearing that beautiful music and seeing Danny at the end of the aisle and thinking, I'm getting married, even though I had been married twice. And I didn't, I think that's when all the rush of like the unexpected feelings and like the unexpected, how special it was and how sacred it felt. That's when it just hit me. And I'll just never forget that moment. That was, that was pretty special. Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seemed like the coming together of our families. Cause I was there with my dad and it was a song about his, where his mom had grown up, where they live off the coast overlooking that island now. It's still an important part of their family life. And, um, yeah, it was just like, this is it. This is what it's all about. And I'm here, and I'm in a wedding dress, and I've got a huge veil on. And just like, I didn't think that I would feel any different in that moment. I thought I would be focused on the party and all of that great stuff. But I really, that was just like the bridal getting married moment. Yeah. Mm. I'm so, I love everything. Oh, I love this. Thank you. I am curious. Okay. So well, I'm going to go like way mm-hmm. back because it just like keeps coming to me. Um, so before you'd said that if you had known like how you would feel and how it would like change things before you had your third mm-hmm. wedding, um, that you might not have done it. Um, I don't know. I guess like, I'm curious about what you thought that might mean and like why that's different from what actually happened. You know, this is why I think like Tyler and I even first started talking about your guys' podcast because it's taking a leap and it's making a change. And I think the thing that I liked about when Danny and I got married for the first time, it was private and it was to us. And it didn't feel like we were changing our relationship. It felt like we were growing it. And I had always seen, um, it seemed like, honestly, it seemed like the practical step. We want to move forward. We were the, you know, when we came together, we could feel that like, this wasn't just a relationship. We knew that we wanted to both put into the same life. Um, and so the first wedding, which I still, I don't think I could have gotten through the third one, if I didn't have in my heart, the first one, which was my own private kind of like <laughs> ease into the idea of marriage. Cause I never, ever wanted to get married ever. Um, mm-hmm. I love that the person who never wanted to get married has now gotten married. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think I always thought of it as a change in your relationship and not always a good one. You know, we all have our own, pictures of what marriage is from growing up. And I just was not into it. And I didn't want that for myself. And I didn't think I, first of all, I didn't think that I needed anybody else to have any kind of opinion on what my relationship was with my significant other. And I just didn't see what the romance was in getting married at all. Like this is a piece of paper so I can get a tax deduction. So somebody else can like think that I'm legit now when I know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we got married for the first time, it didn't feel like any of those things. It felt like it was between us. 
and we were taking a step forward in the lives that we want to create together. And we didn't have to tell anybody. And I was happily married without having to have all of this outside validation. Um, so maybe that taking that step was easy. It was always easy. And it's crazy when I look back and I feel like it was really easy. It was a little nerve wracking. You know, when you're saying I do to somebody, you've been dating for four months, but after that moment is over, you're like, oh, I didn't think I'd be nervous. I was a little nervous. Now I'm done. <laughs> um, but I think maybe I got to let a lot of that baggage go. And I wasn't worried about any of that in France when we had our third wedding. It was, you know, because we had been focused on the families the whole time and us being together. So maybe that's what it was. Um, but I... Well, it's- it's interesting that Sally like brought this back up because I, when you said that, I also had the same reaction. Like, it's interesting that Kathleen just said that if she'd known it was going to change, she might not have done it because I think that there is this prevailing idea that, or like, you know, you hear, why did we get mm-hmm. married? Like everything was going great. And then we got married. Yeah, that That's how I thought marriage was and how it worked. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's, that's why, and I was happy. We were so happy. There's not one thing that was wrong, you know? So I didn't think, I didn't think it could get any better. And then just the way things unfolded for us, I feel like it's even better. I know Danny loved it. I know it meant so much to him. So that's, that's a huge factor as well. Obviously. <laughs> you would, you would want your yeah. husband, your already husband to be excited about yeah. the wedding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He was so excited. I mean, it was huge. He was just like super into it, obviously, I guess. But. So how did he feel about around all of this the first two times? There were a couple steps that I forced him to skip. Um, I did not want a proposal and uh, we had already been married once, but we were in Central Park and I turned around. And he was down on one knee and proposed to me. Oh and I was like, God. get up, get up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even answer him. I was like, get up. And I, no, <laughs> like we have been married two times at that point. And when he did it, literally my, my like stomach fell to my feet. I got, I got sweaty. I was like, don't do this. <laughs> like that was just oh. me. And that was, <laughs> but, oh my um, I didn't let him ask my dad for my hand in marriage, which him and my dad are still mad at me about, but I still, I think. Well, you were like, we're already married. Well, my dad didn't right? know that. Is that part of it? Well, right. But like, well, no, so I'm interested actually in this a little bit. Um, not a little bit interested. I want to know <laughs> a little bit more. Um, is the reason that you didn't, why didn't you let him ask your dad? Was it because you were already married and you felt it was no. silly? Or were you just like against the I'm tradition? Against, I was against the tradition. Very much so. Uh-huh. And I'm very close with my dad. And I knew my dad would have wanted it. And I still just couldn't bring myself. I always think of that, um, that play, A Doll's House, mm-hmm. where she's handed off from one guy to the other, and I just, I couldn't reconcile with it. And I've talked to my dad about it. I'm like, you know, that's just not the girl that you raised. I'm sorry. And I will, like, mm-hmm. you know, call my dad before booking plane tickets. I'm like, do you think this is okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> like buying, I don't know, fresh meat or something. I'm like, well, how do I know, Dad? But um, <laughs> this was just one of those things. I think I... I think that when we had our first wedding, we got to get married on kind of, I didn't have terms, but what were my terms? And I, I needed to keep a lot of those rituals out of it to keep me feeling comfortable. Very interesting. interesting. Mm -hmm. Was there, I feel like maybe you were headed to say something else when I cut you off to ask more about that. So you didn't want him to propose. You didn't let him ask your dad for your hand. Was there anything else that you made him skip? Um... I don't know. Engagement photos, <laughs> which, oh. <laughs> well, he didn't want those either. Um, I'm just trying, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all the, like the little things. There was a lot of things I tried to skip. I didn't feel like a bridal shower was necessary. Um, I didn't think a bachelorette party was necessary. And these were all things where my friends and family came in and they were like, no, shut up, Kathleen, we're doing it. And this is happening. And I ended up loving them all. Absolutely adoring them all. Um, so there were a lot of things that I kind of, just bridal culture. I was not that into. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. I'm not a big fan of yeah. it either. Despite the fact that I was a wedding planner. <laughs> Maybe that's what did it. I mean, you see people freak out about such shallow things. Yeah. Um, 
That's true. Yeah. There's an interesting tendency, though, that I'm picking up on, <laughs> is that you tend to think that you're really not going to like something, and then you tend to love it. <laughs> um, you know what? I think sometimes it's just the way it, it happens. Maybe I don't. Maybe sometimes it's the way of getting there. Um, or maybe I just have a good group of people around me that know what makes me feel comfortable. Um, because in any of these situations, well, the bridal shower, my sister planned it and it was my family only, which I, I loved. Um, and my one best mm-hmm. friend from high school. Uh, and then bachelorette party. I was nervous about everybody having to spend so much money because it was a destination wedding and my friends live all over the world and they got together and planned it. So I knew it was something that they wanted, you know, so I, that's what made me feel more comfortable with it. I'm wondering if that tendency shows up anywhere else in your, in your life to kind of be like, no, 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 I don't want that thing. And then when the thing happens, you're like, I actually love this thing. Have you experienced that outside of bridal culture? Um, that's a good question. I mean, you know me, you know, I'm pretty quick to jump in to things. Um, you are, you're a gung ho individual. (laughs) I'm like, I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sure there are maybe exercise. <laughs> that's okay, pretty no, common, that right? Nobody wants to work out. Feels yeah, that afterwards. Like, exercise. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Um, I can't really. I can't think of anything else. I think. I think with the wedding though, it was like I was very anti all things wedding. Yeah. So. Um, so maybe it is just in this area. I think I was anti that because I thought it made something that should be deep and meaningful shallow. And I found that going through those rituals with my friends and family turned out to be deep and meaningful every step of the way. So. I mean, I feel like that's going to be the pull quote title for our show. (laughs) (laughs) That or the thing about the doorway full of light, which was just still gorgeous. I'm going to put that on my wedding invitation. (laughs) No, I don't know. And I'm not engaged. Just have the card, like have a flashlight in it. So when people open it up. <laughs> They're just like it's like, ah, yeah, it's like and there's light coming out. That's that amazing. Oh my god! Somebody get on that. Make that invite soon. Um, I had a question that I want to go back to, and that is, we were talking about how you were feeling the day mm-hmm. of the wedding, and you were talking about that moment with your mm-hmm. dad coming around the corner with the flute and it sounds to me like you were so present in that day. And I, I mean, I was there, you were so present. You were so in that moment, whatever the moment was. So I'm wondering if at any point during the day you had any feelings of relief in terms of now we don't have to carry a secret anymore. I think that was the whole motivation for having it. Um, So even just when we said we were engaged, I felt like it gave me license to talk differently or be heard differently by my family. Um, And then, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that was that, that was the whole idea. I can't pinpoint a moment. I will say that you're a hundred percent right that in that moment, when I was walking down the aisle, I felt the most present and I'm sure so many brides would say, everybody tells you just try and be there and try and be present. And it's really difficult because you're, you're being the party planner. Um, but that was probably my most present moment that in the speeches, uh, which is, Mm -hmm. that's an Irish tradition, um, which is, there is a time just where people get up and give the speeches and it's not spontaneous. They're all planned. So people come with written speeches and it was great. Yeah. My big Marine brother who has like my name tattooed on his arm, like cried. <laughs> it was so amazing. That was the moment during the speeches when I was like, "Oh my god, everyone here loves them so much." <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that was uh, that was that that allowed us to be the most present. And then as soon as dinner was over, and we were all just dancing and celebrating together, I think that's probably that's the most relieving moment because it's over. It's just up to people who want to yeah. dance and drink at this point, <laughs> which everybody wanted to, luckily. 
<laughs> I don't think that you have to worry about that with anyone in in, <laughs> in your group of like friends and family. <laughs> Danny is a bartender for anybody out there who's listening, and so are most of his friends. So it's a pretty rowdy group. And they're Irish and Scottish. There was Irish and Scottish. Scott, quite a few yeah. kilts in the crowd. Oh, so for, good. for better or for worse. <laughs> so. How has it been since then? We talked briefly about you're saying that you didn't think mm-hmm. it would change things, but it has. How has it or has it changed your relationship with Danny? Um, I know it meant so, so much to Danny. Um, I think it changes the way we function within our families because obviously, you know, I was a little bit younger. So when you're actually married to the person that you're seeing, it changes the way that people talk to him and people talk about your life and um, kind of the way you move through those social situations. I think that's been a big change. Personally, it feels even more than ever like we're building something together. You know that phrase, you get out of it whatever you put in. Um, mm-hmm. I always felt that with him, but now I don't, it just feels amplified. And I am always surprised when I hear myself say this in a minute, but it does. It feels very amplified in that way because out of all of them, that was our only wedding that wasn't even legal. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, um, but it does, it just seems like we're a family now. Danny and I are a family because our families came together. Not just like, Oh, we got married and we're doing this. It's like, we're a family. It's interesting. I want to, I want to bring up something from my personal life a little bit Mm -hmm. to just see, I don't know, to just see. And that is, you know, Matt and I have had some tough conversations and there have been moments during which he said to me, like, you know, like, well, if we get married one day or if we were married, things would be different. And I, I have reacted very negatively to that because it's like, no, we're here in this relationship now and I want you to treat me like we are partners on that level, even though we don't have a ring or a wedding or marriage certificate. Um, but from the conversation that we're having now, it's almost like it does, there is something that changes. And I don't know, I don't know what the point is of sharing all that, but it... I wouldn't say that, um, I would, nothing in the way that Danny and I interact with each other has changed. What about the level of, well, and this is interesting because it's not the same because you guys were already married because I was going to ask about like, what are the level of consideration that you give each other or the weight? Um, but you were already committed to each other, yeah. even though not everybody knew about it. I don't, I don't see in very many ways at all since the time, even before we had our first wedding to now where we celebrated our one year anniversary of our most recent wedding. <laughs> Um, quote unquote, anniversary. our dynamic <laughs> has not changed. Um, we were in a sticky spot when we started dating and both of us were kind of like, if this isn't working, we're not afraid to walk away. And so it was very intense in the beginning and we put down our boundaries and none of that has changed. I think what we started with has deepened, but I wouldn't say just me and Danny sitting in a room together how we talk to each other, how we act with each other. None of that has really changed. I think that what, I think that maybe part of what I'm getting from like what you're sharing, Tyla, and what I know from previously being engaged, um, is like the things around you change a lot or they can change a lot. And I think it's like up to you to decide if that's going to change you. And for some people it's, they, they are, they do hold so closely to like 
this idea that, well, when we get married, it'll be different, which I think is a, not a good idea. That's <laughs> not a good way of viewing a partnership. Um, but like if they buy into it, it's like the more that you buy into it and like the more that you buy into how other people are treating you differently, then the easier it is to get wrapped up in like, well, then things have to be different. But if you don't let that get to you, if you're like, well, you're my partner regardless, and I'm committed to you regardless, then it's easier to just let everything stay the same. Um, because I know things shifted pretty dramatically when I got engaged. And then, I don't know, I think like the, the closer that we got to like, the eventual wedding date that never happened because we never picked one. Um, we just kept changing it. Um, <laughs> well, also never happened because you broke up. <laughs> well, yes. Right. But like, you know, it wasn't whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, there was never like a date that was like, this is it. It's not like, you know, we broke up like a month before the wedding date. There was no wedding date, but anyway, the closer that we got, like any time that we talked about, yeah, it might be happened at this time. Then like people would change how they interacted with us and mm -hmm. how they viewed us. Um, and I think thankfully, at least almost always, we didn't let that affect us. And we would talk about it sometimes of like, wow, it's so weird how like this changes things and marriage and how marriage changes things too. I mean, we almost got married once because we needed car insurance to be cheaper. Like that is an actual thing that <laughs> almost happened. And then it turned out that like I was still under my father's car insurance. And so it didn't affect the rate. And so then we were like, oh, well, then I guess we won't get married tomorrow. Cool. Um, that's incredible. But, I, that's like, you could have had Kathleen's situation where they <laughs> kind of got married, you know, for I mean, we would have told people. <laughs> it happened to, you know, yeah. work very, very well together. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, um, but like car insurance, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Just proceed. People have gotten married for lesser things. <laughs> yeah. That's totally. Yeah. Totally. And I think, yeah, I think it's just, that's what I'm getting out of like what you're sharing. Like it, it can affect you if you let it, if, if the, if the hype around you gets to you and you're like, oh, I need to be treating you differently now because you're my fiance or you're my husband, then yeah, then I guess that will change. Well, but things. I think what I'm saying is almost not like the opposite of that, but almost like, <sighs> In the situation that I'm talking about, I feel like Matt was like, if you and I were married, we would navigate making this decision together differently than we're navigating it right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was like wholesale rejecting. I was like, absolutely not. But it's interesting because what if your partner does buy into that idea of like, well, when we get married, things are going to be different. I agree that that's maybe a un very unhealthy idea. It's not totally not normal, though. No, right. no, not at all. Yeah. I think it's common. Yeah, it is common. Um, I think it, it's just a matter of, like, discussion and knowing who your partner is and who, knowing who you are and how you value the relationship. Um, and it's just a matter of, like, at some points, then your partner will go along with you. And at other points, maybe they won't. Like, I mean, I didn't yeah. want an engagement ring. I had to convince him not to get me one. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's, yeah, I think it's just like something to navigate. If you have somebody who is more traditional as opposed to somebody who's like, well, you're my partner regardless. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, I think that we should move on from this. It's just such an interesting course though, Tyler. I mean, I think that a lot of people think about how things would change when they got married. And the only reason I got married is because I didn't think they would. <laughs> but it, <laughs> You know? well, I guess that's where I, what I'm saying is like, I would like to believe that I am in a relationship in which none of the fundamentals of this relationship will change whether we get married or not. Yeah. I think that's the ideal Well, for people like us. I don't right. know what it is for everyone. I would love, like I said, I would love to, we can move on from this, but if anybody listening has any experiences around this or any insight to share, this is actually something that I would love to learn more about. Um, just your experiences of being in relationship and having that feeling of like, Oh, well, when we get married, things will be different or mm -hmm. like fighting against that feeling. Mm -hmm. Or I would just love to hear from anybody who has anything to share. So you can email us. We'll give you the email later, but yeah. anyway, moving on. 
It is. It's, <laughs> it's, sometimes that. it can just feel like this big looming thing, you know? Is yeah. it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What's going to happen? And I think, yeah, some people run into that and some people reject it and there's no right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sally, do you have any more questions about what this past year has been like for Kathleen? Did she and Danny got officially married in front of everyone? I do. Um, I, it's a very, I love this question, <laughs> but I've been, I've been thinking about it since we started. What anniversary do you celebrate? Oh, this boy. is a great question. <laughs> or do you just celebrate all of them? You're like, yeah. the day we met, our first date, our first kiss, our first wedding, our second Half wedding. Half the year is just anniversary. Danny is a romantic. He remembers them all. He remembers the Aww. first day we kissed, which I did not remember and was super embarrassed when he gave oh. me I a bracelet him. with that date etched on it. And I was like, I was uh, like March 3rd. <laughs> great. What is this ransom date? <laughs> he was pretty mad at me. Uh, but of course, now I'll never forget it. And I love that too. I, for all intents and purposes, and I guess if you could say it the way every girl thinks or doesn't think about her wedding growing up, I could have never imagined a day like the first day we got married. It was just us and our two friends. We ran around Glasgow and Danny told all of his friends that he'd just gotten approved for a visa. He was a, been a bartender there for 15 years. So everywhere we went, it was just bottles of champagne and, and dancing to Irish music and Scottish music. And it was just like this great night. And it was just between the four of us friends who were there. And um, that will always be my first wedding anniversary for me. Um, that's my favorite date to celebrate. I do not celebrate the New York one. I make a point of not remembering it because I'm so annoyed that we had to even do it again. <laughs> um, Wait, what did you guys do that day? Was it anything special or did you just like go to the courthouse? We, like, no, we, we, we went to the courthouse. My friend came. She was studying for the bar. So she came for like a hot minute and helped us. We went to the only bar. Why are not there not more <laughs> bars next to City Hall? Like I could open up. I could make a fortune by having like a champagne bar right in front of City Hall. You know what I mean? That's oh, true. Someone yeah. should do yeah. that. If you're yeah. listening. <laughs> Don't steal my idea. We're full of ideas. <laughs> Um, yeah, we went over there and we had a bottle of Prosecco and we were broke as a joke. So then I made him take me to welcome to the Johnson's, which if anybody doesn't know is the cheapest bar in Manhattan, they do $2 beers and he wanted to do something fancy. And I was like, we can't afford it. And I do not care about enough about this day. I was so annoyed with everything we were having to go through. So we just got drunk on Pap's blue ribbon and, um, and then we get to celebrate with our whole family, the new anniversary. We actually... We have family. We all rented out the house again this year um, that we got married in. We had family who liked it so much. So actually, our families got to come together again this summer. We just got just got back, and um, it was really special. And we popped champagne there. And so I think for I have I have the the first wedding for me, and I need that. <laughs> I need that. I don't know why it's important to me. It's I feel like it's a part of my identity at this point and just how much it meant to me to be able to have something like that on my own terms. Um, and then we get to have that big day to celebrate with everybody else. So I think in public, it's always going to be the big one. And then we'll always just like go out and get a glass of champagne in a busy day or whatever for the first one. I love what you're bringing up right now. And I think that it goes far beyond kind of the discussion of, marriage and that's the idea of like the importance of some sacred things being private Mm. like I don't know I see both sides yes it's so wonderful to say it in front of your family and friends and at the same time there's something so um intimate about something that's only for you whether you're talking about a wedding or any I mean anything I don't know. I'm just thinking as Kathleen's talking that I feel like (laughs) that intimacy is something I'm really seeking in my own life. And I'm trying to do things more often without necessarily having to tell people I'm doing them or like, I don't know. I just really admire that, I guess. Yeah. Well, it just goes back to bearing witness to yourself, which is a theme of the podcast. I think. Yeah. Kind of being your own validation. Yeah. Yeah. Letting yourself be enough and not in like a negative way, but like a, I don't know, really positive way. 
Yeah. Oh, boy. I love you and Danny so much. I'm so glad I got to go to the wedding. <laughs> we love you, too. <laughs> We're so glad you came. Oh, boy. <sighs> that, I mean, that's the other thing that we haven't talked about. It, I will say, as a guest at this wedding, it was very interesting because I was not totally sure who yeah. knew they were already married and who didn't. And it was just like, okay, nobody say anything to anyone about the fact that they're already married. Cause you'd never know if the person that you're talking to knows or not. And that was yeah. funny. It can be funny. And I could absolutely see how somebody would see that negatively. Um, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, by that time it had been so long, I was at my wits end with all of that. So as you said earlier, there was that sense of relief. Nobody wants to lie to their family, you know? Mm. Well, that's actually interesting. Why we haven't we haven't talked about why why did you decide not to tell anybody the first two times? Um, interesting tidbit. My older brother got secretly married, um, and she yeah the right family. seriously. <laughs> he was in the military, and she needed health insurance. Um, and she was awful. She was a terrible person, and so that was kind of a hard <laughs> thing for our family and. I'm close enough to my dad that I didn't want him to feel like he couldn't walk me down the aisle and we couldn't have that experience. Um, I know Danny's family is very conservative. I have a very close family, very easygoing family, but you never want to go to your parents and just be like, yeah, I did this. You know, with my dad, I didn't want to hurt his feeling. And with my mom, I didn't want to deal with like whatever she thought she had to say. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the, I've, I've told most of my brother, all my brothers and sisters know at this point. Um, and some of Danny's brothers and sisters know. And so we're kind of inching our way there. I think for our parents, it'll always be hard. And when we decide to have kids, I don't like, mm. they're just going to blurt it out. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. If you tell your kids, your parents are going to find out for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll have to figure that out. Oh boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> I'm just like, I feel like in love right now. I just feel like in love with this conversation and I don't know. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) Sally, do you have any other questions? I don't think so. I'm I'm obsessed with all of this. I mean, I could go on forever and ever probably, but <laughs> I don't have any. I have a, I have a question questions. for Sally because I've had friends who have been engaged before and had to break it off. And, um, just what you were touching on in terms of like things being different were when you were engaged, were you expecting things to feel different after you got married or no, <laughs> I, but I also, I never thought that I would get married mm-hmm. either. I never saw myself as like buying into all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that from the start, even though I've, even though how I view relationships has changed even further than where it was before at that time, I still was very much like, well, a piece of paper doesn't mean anything. And so I think because I thought that it couldn't mean anything, then any relationship meant everything. So, or like as much as I wanted it to mean. That's so, such an so, interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. Because I, I was like, well, I don't need any validation from the law that we are committed to each other. So I didn't expect anything to change at all. I was, and I was very surprised when it changed for other people and like how they interacted with us was very different. Um, you know, there were some, and it wasn't like naive, like I, like there were some things that I knew would hold more weight. So like in at work, when I would refer to him as my fiance, all of a sudden I knew that that like meant something more than, well, my boyfriend did this, you know? And I know that for him, that, that validation was important too. Cause he was like actually trying to like do corporate, do the whole corporate thing at the time. Um, so I, I could sense that that might change some, you know, some things and like people who didn't know us might, be like, Oh, okay. Yes. Your fiance, you're getting married. Yes. Um, but yeah, I didn't expect our relationship to change at all. Cause I was as committed as I had been before. All that was changing was like, Oh, now we're going to do something that's like romantic and lovely and we'll unite our families. Mm-hmm. And like, I think we were doing it more for them or I, our idea might have been that at certain points. Yeah. I feel like I relate to that so much. That's how I went into it. 
the one yeah. in France. It's like, okay, this is for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Weddings are interesting things. I mean, they really are a lot for other people. Yeah. Or can be. I guess they don't have to be. So funny because I hope to get married at some point and I'm just like, oh, I just can't wait to throw a party. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. It can be really fun. Heck yeah. It's just also can be really like, and I know so many, like, there's just so much involved and there's so many people that you like want to quote unquote make happy. And even like in our own wedding planning that came up, like all that I wanted was to get married in a park and have like a picnic. This is legitimately was like my dream. I was like, this is what I want. I'm going to wear a purple dress. <laughs> Nobody's going to tell me anything that's like bad about this. They're like, is there anything wrong with this? And he was very much against all of those things. He was like, we cannot have a picnic wedding in a park in New York. That's not happening. <laughs> like m- my family can, cannot go to a picnic wedding in New York. I was like, oh, well, I guess we're not having a wedding then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I can I can relate to that as well. <laughs> Just like, well, then tell them not to come. Like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm like, when, if and when I get married, I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Yeah. I, I hope I don't have to eat those words. But <laughs> I think, you know, it started out when we were planning a lot of that because Danny's family comes from Irish Catholic. Um, and I think a lot of it started us being kind of worried about standing up to people but we kept it small and the people that we did say, I know this is what you're expecting. I know this is what you want. I know you want me to do this and this, but I'm not going to. We were all, we were always pleasantly surprised with the answers. Mm. Danny did not think his family would accept a wedding that wasn't in a church and performed by a priest. And I was like, Mm. well, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I don't care where we are. I'm not, I'm not getting married in Notre Dame. I don't want to get married at a church. And his, parents actually ended up being really accepting but it's yeah there's a lot of that that goes into it Mm -hmm. boy well i don't know i feel like i could talk forever but i know (laughs) i'm aware that aware that we are coming to the end of our you know arbitrarily decided (laughs) time (laughs) um kathleen when you look back on a year ago today, the day that you married Danny and you take a minute to really remember, how do you feel about it now? I feel really lucky just to have had that time with our families and to have shared that experience with Danny. I feel lucky, very, very lucky. Yeah to have stepped out of what I thought was the right thing for me. I mean, maybe not, maybe that's the wrong way to say it, but take a step forward with him uh, in the company that we were in. I feel really lucky. I think that's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so cute. I'm just like going to get off when we're done and just like, drink wine and watch rom-coms oh man that that sounds so good i have meetings after this <laughs> Boy, well that's what you get for living on the west coast yeah, that's true that's true kathleen thank you so much for thank coming you on i'm a big fan of your podcast oh this is pretty cool ah. <laughs> i have listened to all of them <laughs> ah, that's so nice so oh my god i'm blushing <laughs> uh, um well, happy anniversary. Oh, thanks. Yes. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad that I couldn't go to France this There'll time. be other times, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That it's so funny. Now we're broke as a joke. And um, Danny kind of, I Danny was like, you guys want to go? And this was months and months and months ago. And I was like, yes, sign us up. And then it's just like, that is not happening. That's, <laughs> That's not life. <laughs> um, all right, Sally, what, what happens now? Now people find us on the internet if they want to uh you can find Zena hell who provides our intro outro music at z-y-n-a-h-e-l you can find our podcast at a year ago podcast i'm pretty sure on twitter and facebook 
And you can email us at a year ago podcast at gmail.com. For instance, if you have any thoughts on really any of these things that we've touched on today, but Tyla in particular, you know, she had her request earlier. So if you've got any emails for Tyla. Yeah. If you have any in. emails to talk about, if your partner's ever said to you, it would be different if we were married. Yeah. I or would if, love to hear. Yeah. Or, or if you've, you've ever had said that. It. Yeah. You've had that thought. Um, this is a judge free zone guys. <laughs> yeah. No judgment. No judgment. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, and you can find me at Sally simply and at sallymercedes.com or on nudedexpression.com. Tyler, where can people find you? Oh, sorry. I was got, I got distracted. I was thinking about what's going to happen if we actually receive any emails like oh, that, that I'm going to get so excited and I'm going to like jump up Please and down email and like, us. squeal I love a little bit. <laughs> you guys don't email. even know how excited we get. <laughs> um, I'm on the internet at tylafowler.com. Um, and that's pretty much all you need to know. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Share this with your bestie, your loved one, share it with anyone. Somebody you want to marry. Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe somebody once you were once engaged to. I don't know. Oh, boy. Are you going to share this with that person? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. Kathleen, thank you so much for being here. We love talking to you. Thank you. Love Um, everyone. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace out, y'all. Bye.